Hello, folks, and welcome to the Knickknack Podcast, Season 13, Episode 15, The Search for Balance. Uh, this time, I'm going to be talking uh, about trying to figure out how the hell to balance my life and my conflicting interests versus my needs, etc., etc. So, uh, if you want to join me for that ride, grab your favorite beverage, grab your favorite tobacco product, if you so indulge, and I'll be right back. So, uh, last time I was focused very much on the financial end of things, uh, trying to figure out, uh, if the amount, um, that my benefits, both Section 8 and, uh, SSI would be reduced, uh, would be, would negate the amount I'm making from work. Um, I still... I, I have some data in that puzzle, but I still do not have the entire data set. Um, what I know so far is uh, I reported my income, did everything uh, I should have done uh, for Section 8 and the Housing Authority of Butte County, and uh, my rent effective, uh, my share of the rent effective um the 1st of February 2020 uh, is going to be $313. Uh, the rest of it is paid by the Housing Authority of Butte County through the Federal Section 8 program. Um, and I don't have the rest of it. I don't have the rest of it. Uh, their payment section. Um, uh, off the top of my head, I'd have to go get the paper, and I don't feel like doing that. Um, but I will say, um, they're paying more than I'm paying, so that's good. Um, and, uh, even though it represents an increase from what I was paying before, which was $191, um, and that's a significant increase, um, I don't know the percentage off the top of my head, but I, I can tell you going from $191 a month to $313 a month, that's, um, you know, that's, um, almost $200. Um, I, I can't do math, but something like that. So, um, that, up, that part I figured out. I figured out, um, uh, you know, rent's $313. Um, I'm estimating, uh, I still don't have the hard data figures yet, but I'm estimating, um, that my, um, uh, each paycheck I'll be making approximately $323, uh, so six hundred and uh, $46 in total, 
um, is what I'm estimating is going to be my income from work. Um, and currently, the uh, Social Security benefits SSI just went up to sub, uh, $943.72, but uh, that's going to go down because of my income. So uh, the part I don't know yet is how much my Social Security benefits are going to decrease due to the fact that I'm, I'll be making $646 a month at my job, roughly. Um, the figures I've figured out, um, you know, $646 in income uh, from work, uh, and rent is going to be $313.00. Power is about 80 right now. Uh, internet is $95 right now. Um, I need to return a modem so I can get that down. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of credit card debt that I'm trying to pay off and need to pay off and have to pay off, only making minimum payments, unfortunately, um, which accounts for quite a bit of money. Um, and then a new expense... Uh, because of work, and this has been reduced thanks to my coworkers, but um, I need to uh, take the take Lyft uh, to get home from work uh, most nights, um, and that's that comes at about ten dollars a pop. Um, the shifts are five and a half hours. Uh, you know, making $12 an hour, and you consider $10 a pop going home, um, you know, that's not much, uh, of a daily surplus, um, when you end up doing the math, um, it's not terrible, um, it's probably less expensive than having a car in the long run, um, but it sucks, um, and as far as expenditures, um, so those are expenditures that I can't cut. Uh, in the case of internet, I'm unwilling to cut. Uh, that's like, you know, it's like power. I need it. I, I really do. Um, and the things that I can cut, um, Audible, which I kind of um, subscribe and unsubscribe from, uh, Disney Plus, that amounts to uh, $28.94. Uh, the podcast, between the two podcasts, that cost me $14 a month. Um, and I spend uh, somewhere between um, $50 and $75 a month on cigarettes, which is bad, but not as bad as it could be because I roll my own. Um, and then, um, flight simulator expenses, uh, those average, um, probably to a hundred to a hundred and fifty dollars a month. Um, so obviously the flight simulator expenses I can cut back on. Uh, the cigarettes are hard to cut back on, but I could probably cut back on them a little bit. Um, podcast, I'm unwilling to cut that, and streaming, I could cut, I could cut that. Um, but looking at the raw numbers, um, and this is probably only interesting for those of you that are accountants, um, but looking at the raw numbers, um, total what I consider to be mandatory expenses, uh, projected for the month of February, $863.83, 
total discretionary uh, expenditures projected for the month of February, $162.94, which means um, that to maintain my current lifestyle, uh, in other words, keep all the things that I'm paying for now, um, requires $1,026.77 a month. Um, that's significantly up, uh, again, because of the increase in rent uh, payment share. Um, and I'll do the math here real quick, uh, and maybe cut this part out, but I doubt it. Um, 313 minus 191. Rent's gone up by $122, so not as bad as I was saying earlier, but um, that's still an inc a significant increase, uh, $122 a month increase in my expenditures. Um, and, you know, uh, I was making 931.72 all throughout the uh, year of 2019, um, the unadjusted uh, Social Security benefits that I get um, uh, for this year, um, baseline before the adjustments for my income, uh, 943.72. So, um, just doing some quick math here. Um, one thousand twenty six point seven seven minus one twenty two. Yeah, um, base, you know, um, currently with my rent of one ninety one, um, my total expenditures, um, uh, both discretionary and non-discretionary total 90477 um so uh i have a surplus uh of um uh roughly $35 um i'm ballparking it but you get the picture um i had a surplus it's nice to have a surplus. It's not a very big surplus. Um, but now, you know, now I don't know. Um, those are the figures I have. And, you know, I'm sure accountants are excited uh, by the fact that I spent 10 minutes on that. And those that might be interested in my life are excited by the fact I spent 10 minutes on that. But um, anyway, that's my financial situation in a nutshell. Um, and, you know, the variable is, I tried to estimate it, um, uh, I think that my social security income is going to go down to about 550 bucks a month. Um, so that would, uh, I swear I'm going to move on, uh, that would, uh, take me up to... Uh, in the neighborhood of a thousand dollars a month, maybe eleven $1 hundred dollars a month. Um, 
and like I said, my expenditures are a thousand twenty six seventy seven. So, you know, it may, it may work out. I may still have a small surplus without the need to cut anything. Um, but it's close. You know, it's it's it's. I'm sweating the numbers. Um, and uh, that's just, you know, that's just the way. Um, my life is looking from a financial perspective, um, and I'm in a ridiculous amount of debt, um, uh, part of being bipolar, um, you know, because you get hypomanic and you start buying some things, and, you know, before you know you know it, you spent $300-odd, and you're like, what the hell, why did I spend $300-odd, like, oh, I was apparently hypomanic, um, so... Um, which is exactly what ha- what happened to me just recently. Um, I was, you know, going, doing flight sim stuff and trying to, um, you know, get the more enjoyment out of the hobby. Um, and $315. Gone. Um, and, you know, the... I'm okay because uh, of of the extra money that I'm getting uh, from the job right now, but that extra money, um, uh, you know, you have to report your income to Social Security, which is a royal pain in the ass, by the way. Um, It's, theoretically, you can do it through an app uh, very easily, or online very easily. Um... But apparently it takes a while to get that whole process set up. Um, so my story on that is I originally, uh, I was later than I should have been, um, on when I reported starting work, I think just because, you know, I procrastinated and, you know, didn't want to do it, etc., etc. Um, but looking at my phone history... Um, we're really diving into the nitty-gritty interesting details now, aren't we? Um, let's see, it looks like I called Social Security on the 6th of November before I started work. I can't remember what the reason for that call was. Um, but then looking further in for the same number, um... I called on December 4th, which is within the deadline, uh, to report that you started a job. Um, so I have the record that I, you know, digital record, and, you know, if I need to prove that, I don't know how I'm going to, but I have the digital record that I called them at 12.56pm on December uh, 4th, 2019, to report my income initially, um... I never got a letter, I never got anything, um, you know, because usually when you report something, they send you a receipt, verify, uh, all that stuff. Um, so I called again um, to report uh, my next paycheck, because I reported my first check, paycheck and the fact that I started the job. Um, and I did that on December 18th. Um, at 9 a.m. 
and uh, that time I got a letter confirming the changes and the fact that they uh, received it. Um, but they didn't note any reported actual income. Uh, so then uh, I got paid on the 20th and then I got paid on the 3rd. Uh, so I did let two paychecks go by. Um, but uh, today uh, I stayed up all night. Uh, made sure I was alert enough to call, um, and, you know, they open at 7.01, the phone line does, um, or 7 o'clock in the morning, I called at 7.01, 45-minute wait for somebody to call you back, um, got somebody that told me that you could only report wages online or through the app, um, and you needed, uh, an employer's EID number. Um, and I, you know, I'm on the phone, I'm trying to look into the pay stub, trying to figure things out, and trying to get them the, the information that they need, um, as quickly as I can while on the phone, and it wasn't on the pay stub. Um, and so, you know, I email my boss, uh, my boss doesn't know what the heck any ID is, um, and I don't blame them, you know, it's, it's confusing, and all this government stuff, it's, makes the head hurt, um, but, uh, with a little research, uh, I was able to get the, uh, number, and then called Social Security back, and got a more helpful representative this time, uh, who took my income reports over the phone, uh, told me that um, it would be approximately 30 days before I could report it online, um, told me that I should get a letter in the mail, um, so I, I hope and I think um, that that flyer's put out uh, until, I have to re until my next paycheck on the 20th, at which point I'll have to report that. Um, so, that was my adventure today in adulting, um, and I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, um, and I, you know, I have practical experience in this, because I, I have worked, I am working, um, it takes more work, it's more of a hassle to maintain Section 8 and SSI benefits than it does to hold a job, um, it, flat out, it's just the way it is, um, and, you know, the the reason I don't have a full-time job is, um, or reason A, the opportunity hasn't presented itself in the, uh, 13 years I've been out of college, um, doing some quick math there, 2007, 2017, it's now 2020, so yeah, 13 years I've been out of college, um, the opportunity for a sustainable full-time job, uh, has not presented itself, I think I've had one full-time job at support.com, and I, I just, mentally, I just was not able to handle it, um, I rate people mad that their internet wasn't working and me trying to handle it, and I, I just, I couldn't handle it. Um, so I melted down and quit and went back on uh, disability benefits, and 
you know, going further back, um, I had one job where it lasted about two weeks, um, I think it was part-time, um, but, um, uh, ended up in a relationship that I shouldn't have been in, and, uh, you know, quickly extracted myself from that situation, had to extract myself from that situation, so that wasn't good, um, Walmart, again, mental breakdown, basically, um, and, uh, before that, um, I think my first job was kind of an extended interview that they paid you for, uh, at, uh, Volt, uh, which, uh, does beta testing as a contractor for Vivendi, or did in 2008, um, and... Uh, I wasn't any good at beta testing, um, so they let me go after a day or so, um, and, you know, the closest thing I've had to hope for a full-time job that I would have liked and possibly would have been good at, I still, you know, am not sure, and with hindsight, I'm not sure if it would have worked out or not, but, um, that was the job, uh, with Microsoft working on, uh, Train Sim 2 that, um, didn't materialize, because they closed down, um, Asus Studios, um, so, you know, it's, um, it's been one hell of a journey, um, I've been, you know, I've gotten the college degree, uh, I've been on disability for 17 years now, on and off, obviously, because of the jobs I just mentioned, um, but, you know, and all the stress, and all the pain, and all the um, angst that comes with, with having a job, um, I think there's more stress, pain, and angst in not having a job, um, and relying on benefits to get you through, um, and, you know, I, it's, I don't know, which sucks less, uh, becomes the question, um, and I think, Going back to the title of the episode and, you know, search for balance, I think if I can financially make it work, um, you know, working, uh, two days a week, um, works for me. Um, two days a week, uh, two five and a half hour shifts. Um, you know, it's not perfect, it's, it's, it's stressful, it's hard, it, um, it has its challenges, um, but it's, I'm, I, I like, I like where I work, um, I like the nature of the work that I do, um, it, I will say it's emotionally taxing, um, Particularly because I wear my emotions on my sleeve and, you know, connecting with people requires emotional investment on my part, I think, to do my job successfully. Um, so it does take a toll on me. Um, but I think, um, you know, it's, it's the first job I can remember where I go home 
I'm, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm grumpy, I'm, you know, out of, I, I have no space or mental capacity for any sort of empathetic connection, even with the cat, when I get home. Um, but still, you know, it's the only job where I feel like, by and large, the world is a better place for me having, uh, gone to work. Um, and I feel like a more meaningful, productive person for having gone to work. So it, it feels good, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and that's, um, that's really the first time I've been able to say that in, uh, in my experience. So, um, it's, it's good, it's just, is it financially feasible, and that's stressing me out, and making me run around in crazy circles. Um, so, in general, you know, the working 11 and a half hours a week, two days a week, or 11 and a half hours a week, spread throughout two days, uh, with five days off, non-sequentially, I'll grant you, but five days off, um, that seems to be working pretty well. That seems to be a good balance uh, for where my current uh, psychological state is. Um, the uh, finite details of, of, of the balance um, are still elusive. Um, obviously, financial is elusive and a variable, and I haven't solved that yet. Um, um, from a domestic perspective, um, uh, I'm not shirking any more of my domestic duties than I have in the past, so that's the same. Um, from a social perspective, um, I've been able to maintain the status quo. Um, I'm, you know, if you look at the uh, if you look at, you know, from, if you look at from the time that I stopped the radio show, um, and my social status there, which was, you know, meeting with a friend about once a week, um, to now, um, still meeting with the same friend about once a week. Um, so, socially, status quo, um, I'd like to, um you know, socially grow, I don't know what my capacity is for that, or if the opportunities will grow from that, um, the big, the big variable, vari variable, um, uh, the other big variable besides the financials that I haven't figured out yet, is the activism variable, um, um, there is somebody at work that shares my, um, world outlook, and, uh, I've been able to connect with them after work, um, uh, and, and that's been good, uh, they've been giving me right, uh, rides home, and we've been able to talk about socialist stuff on the rides home, uh, so that's been good, um, and... So there's that, um, and then, uh, 
you know, there's this... There's this question of DSA and how involved I want to be. Um, I... I have people in the DSA, Democratic Socialists of America Chico chapter, um, that I get along with pretty well. Um, and I enjoy their company and, you know, I feel like a comrade. Um, and there, then there are people that I don't feel like I get along with. And then there is, uh, an invader, um, in the midst. Um, somebody, uh, that, uh, well, I could probably say it, uh, somebody that I worked with at the Peace and Justice Center, who is the reason I quit the Peace and Justice Center, who has now infiltrated the DSA. Um, and they're still there. They're at every DSA event I go to. Um, so there's this question of, okay, because of this person's presence, is a DSA a safe place for me? Um, don't know. Um, and the other question is, well, I guess there's two other questions. Um, the other questions are, um... Um, can I gain a friendship or, or deep, or deep personal, close personal relationship, uh, with, with somebody through this, through this organization, through this setting, um, and that's, that was my priority and my focus over the weekend. That's I've had other crap on my mind, so that's been less of a thing. But um, you know, the final question um, relative to balance and relative to figuring all these variables out uh, and trying to come up with a nice, neat algorithm and uh, schedule and organization of my life uh, is how how much. Can I keep myself involved in activism? Um, you know, we know, or I know, based on my experience and time there and the environment and all the variables that went into it, uh, the radio show and Peace and Justice Center in conjunction with that, that was too much activism, too much, too much. It was too much. Um, so I went from too much to not doing it at all. For a while, I was. I think I. I only skipped one or two DSA meetings in the fall, I think. Because um, I went to the December one, and uh, I'm actually going to give a small presentation um, at the January one, which is going to be super stressful, and I'm going to have to think about that. But, um, you know, I took a little break. Um, and now it's like, well, where, how do I balance this out with, you know, what's the answer here? Um, and I, I don't know. Um, one of the causes that the DSA Chico has been very, um, very much championing, 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 I can't say that, but been you know, putting forward and working on, uh, is the idea of, a uh, tenants protection, um, you know, just cause eviction, um, 
um, I can't remember the assembly bill offhand, but a California assembly bill passed, uh, granting tenant protections, uh, for just cause eviction if you've lived in a place for more than a year. Um, uh, what the DSA is hoping for is that the city of Chico will, um, expand upon the California state law, um, and offer the protections of just cause evictions, um, no matter how long you've lived in an apartment. Um, and the history on this is, um, because of the campfire, um, uh, the city of Chico passed and renewed twice, I think, um, an ordinance that prohibited landlords from raising the rents by more than 10% from the the rents they charged uh, before the campfire in October of uh, 2018, I think is the date. Um, so that they passed this price, price gouging ordinance, they renewed it twice, um, and it's effectively created a rent freeze in Chico, which is a great, great situation, um, politically, it's, it's, it's good, um, and economically, obviously, it's, it's good, um, it's very good for me, because I'm, you know, obviously, um, housing insecure, um, and very vulnerable, as we just detailed through going my, through my financials, um, you know, it, it, if my, Benefits go down too far, um, or if, uh, you know, I don't pass the upcoming Section 8 inspection for some reason, um, I'm in real trouble. Um, and, um, you know, because I can't afford the whole rent of $660 a month, um, and I'd be lucky to be able to rent a room for less than 600 a month, um, and, uh, you know, housing insecure, very vulnerable. Um, so the price gouging ordinance is absolutely vital to me. Um, and protects me, um, temporarily at least, um, from, from potentially being homeless. Um, and, you know, adding... I think just cause tenant protections would be another huge step in the right direction. Um, providing me more housing security and providing other people uh, of low income or no income, uh, in some cases, uh, who are housing insecure, potentially going to be on the verge of homelessness. Um, it would provide them with uh, protections as well. So um, it's on the agenda tonight. Um, if you are listening to this, um, and are in the city of Chico, please, uh, send a message to the city councilors, uh, by email or, uh, go there and speak or whatever, you know, whatever you need to do, Facebook, whatever, uh, let the city councilors know that you want just cause, um, protections, um, in the city of Chico, because it's vital, um, for those that are, um, housing insecure, um, and, uh, you know, as I said in my, in my, in my letter to the city councilors, and then, uh, in a Facebook post, 
I said, um, you know, price gouging is great. I'm glad you did that. However, it's a, you know, it's a bare minimum. Absolute minimum, I think, that the city can do to protect, uh, people that are housing insecure, either because of the campfire or because, uh, their financial situation. Um, just cause would be just cause protections, expanding them from the state bill or the state law, um, would be another positive step in the right direction. Um, but, um, in my view, you know, the city's priority, and it se- you know, seems to be the view of uh, the other side as well, uh, should be to get the houseless housed. Um, you know, we have a, a sizable, noticeable houseless population in Chico, um, as as do most cities around the U.S., um, and particularly in the state of California. Um, and to me, that's unacceptable, and it should be a priority to make sure that people that are without shelter get a shelter. Um, that's just what we should be doing. Um, nobody should be out, should be without food, shelter, water, air, healthcare, internet, computer. Um, I think I've covered all the basics. Oh, and transportation. Uh, in my view, nobody should be without those things. Um, and, you know, the other, other side sees it as a public safety issue, you know, where the houseless population makes us feel unsafe. Um, you know, I think to them, they perceive it as an eyesore that disrupts business and, you know, is something that they don't want to see in their pleasant little small town. Um, and, you know, as much as I want to say fuck them, they're conservative racist assholes, um, I also want to acknowledge um, that in a lot of ways, uh, whether you want houseless people off the streets because you feel that they deserve to be housed and they deserve shelter, or you want them off the streets because they're an eyesore, um, you know, there's there's a common desire there um, to get people off the streets. Um, the difference is how you get them off the streets. Um, the asshole conservative side of Chico wants to round all the houses up and put them in camps. Um, and um, that's um, atrocious to me. Um, I, I want everybody to, you know, have a studio to themselves. I think everybody deserves at least a studio apartment to themselves, at the bare minimum. Um, you know, tiny, tiny houses to me don't cut it. I know they're more economically, 
viable and financially viable, but, uh, you know, everybody deserves at least a studio apartment with electricity, internet, um, transportation, and access to technology. Um, so, anyway. Um, I'm ranting and raving, and I'm losing focus, and I'm tired, so... Um, I'll just end with, uh, if you are inclined to, um, send a message to the Chico City Council, um, in support of Just Cause protections, uh, please do. And if you feel like speaking at City Council, uh, please do. I'm not sure that I have the guts to do it, or the energy to do it. Um, we will see. Uh, I'm recording this podcast right now instead of sleeping, um, so that's a problem. Um, so I'm going to get to editing this thing. I thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I know it was, you know, a long rambler, um, but I think I I got I got all the things out. I, I can publicly get out and process all the things I can publicly process, so... Um, I will keep you guys updated, uh, I will try, I, I, I will try to keep my target of two podcasts a month, um, that's about the, the storage limit, uh, more or less, um, and I might, well, exceed the storage limit with this one, so, uh, we'll see what happens, but until next time, stay safe, stay sane, happy roar running, happy landings, bye. <laughs>